0: At SAFM Radio and at Mesh Constant on SAFM.
1: 946, you are with SAFM 104 to 107. Closing off with a story which is all about design and illustration, but how we look at it in the fabric and textile space as well. So, Mosin Wab and Tloko is the founder and director of Create Studios and Masun Waboy has been doing some really great work around design, specifically for carpets and rugs amazing but also for large menswear uh, a large menswear retailer as well so he has a range that has a short sleeved shirt and shorts etc and we just thought you know there's a fascinating space where we can talk about textile and design and how those two things work together. Masun thank you so much for joining us.
0: Thank you. Thank you for having me. Good morning.
1: So I know that you are a textile design graduate, but but I'm kind of trying to see how you said, you know what, I'm going to amortize my costs and I'm going to just pull everything together. Textile design, artwork design, pull them all together and do something really, really cool. What was uh, that decision to go that route?
0: Well, I think it came from a necessity of trying to like make it, you know, trying to make something out of my life because... When I started, all I was trying to do, like when I left school, all I was trying to do was just figure out how I can make sense of this whole thing. So in terms of, like, how how do I make it into the industry? So by me trying out a lot of things, I ended up gaining skills from that. So then now, the more you start doing things, the more refined it becomes and the more you start learning how to package it very well. So for me, that's how it works. So I just ended up knowing how to package this thing. And now I can use all of those skills in different disciplines, but it still is cohesive.
1: You know, you talk about package. I think that what's interesting about the story as well is this idea that you've really understood the concept of partnership and collaboration when it comes to your skills and people who can then take it further uh, into the the, the public space, into the corporate space, into the retail space, etc. Talk to us about how that process worked.
0: So for me, uh, the biggest problem that uh, I'm going to say South Africans really face is the money issue. Mm. You know, So when I looked at the things that I wanted to do, I understood that if I wanted to do the things I wanted to do, I needed to collaborate with people so that I can... Uh, down. I forgot the word now, but the word that I'm looking for, but I can you know, I can cut down on, on production costs. I can yeah. cut down on the logistics of how this whole thing goes, but still have the style strong enough that it still comes across as my product with, obviously, the brand that I'll be working with. Yeah. So for me, that was the most important thing where I was like, okay, I'm, I'm going to be unable to do this or it's going to take longer provided that i do decide to do this independently but also in a collaboration the beauty of it is that one you still own the rights to your work two you 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 can still do other things outside of that because it's small periodic thing but it grows your brand to a point where now you can even get capital to now start doing things independently so for me that was the thought process behind it
1: so, okay, so I'm, tr- I'm just uh, thinking about what this process is because, as you say, I think that this is a critical question for anybody who works in the cultural and creative industry and how they then actually get access to a value chain um, and participate as part of that uh, value chain as well. Let's just talk about, for example, your um, the menswear retailer product that you created. Mm-hmm. How did that work? What was the process? Give us the, the, the steps, the process of making that work.
0: Uh, so on how it came about or well, the whole process itself? Yeah,
1: how it came about and then how you actually got, they got it into the store for you, etc.
0: So basically, uh, it's a very crazy story. So I think three, four years ago, I kept sending them like... Uh, Proposals. So I'm like, yo, this is what I want to do. This is what I'm thinking of doing. And yeah. I never really got a response. And then fast forward this year, then I get, it was, it's actually, it was in a weird way because I got a follow from them on Instagram. And I'm like, okay, this is interesting. And then I get a DM. They're like, yo, please send us your contact details. So I send the contact details and then they call me. And they're like, yo, this is what we're trying to do. This is how we're trying to go about it. And we'd like to collaborate with you. You know, yeah. And other four designers. I'm like, okay, no, that's cool. Then they flew us to Cape Town. So we did the whole process of creating in Cape Town. So it was us and their buyers because they have like buyers that work for the company who are the people who outsource the fabrics, who tell you what the trends are going to be, like to basically study the fashion industry so that the company itself can produce stuff that the market actually wants or the market actually buys. So we did that process. Now, obviously, there's contracts involved in that. Then the contract, does stipulate that this is a product that you are doing with them, but you still own it. You know. So, yeah. but also, I'm not I'm not too crazy about the concept of uh, uh, ownership because you also don't want to own a hundred percent of nothing. You know. But <laughs> the, the beauty, the beauty of no, it was that. Right. Yeah. You see? The beauty of it was that it was it it, it was a stepping stone for me but also it had something because obviously in every partnership it's always mutually beneficial so they benefited something i benefited something so that's how the whole thing more or less came about then now obviously we have to sit down and look at how we're going to put this thing out in terms of like marketing yeah. uh the rollout processes who are who are we talking to how are we talking to those people and yeah
1: you know i mean there's there's that amazing Africa portal that's being created. And I'm just thinking that that it it sounds like the right thing for you to be doing, to be working. But I love what you say um, about you can earn 100% of nothing. And I think that we often forget that. So we think this is my idea and I'm going to stick with this idea and I'm not going to let anybody have anything on it. And then, as you say, it is a hundred percent of nothing. Yeah, you haven't managed to get it into the market. You haven't managed yeah. to become part of a, a supply chain, if one wants to call it that. And um, it's it's a, it's
0: it's critical that. True, and and if you really think about it, it's it's really a thing of if you look at all the big companies, yeah. big companies have shareholders, right? Uh, yeah. So, which means more or less, those people, those different types of people, who have different types of skills, who make this thing work, because. Also, you need to understand as a person, as diverse as you might be, you are still more or less one-dimensional in the way of thinking.
1: Hmm. So
0: you need other people to come in and sort of kind of give you a different perspective. Now, those people might be people who come in to help you financially, might be people who help you, you know. But for me, I've now realized that I'm I'm at a point, actually, it's not like a, a full realization, but I'm at a point where I'm starting to understand that I'd rather have certain conversations with certain people because I understand that I need to get to a certain level. But if I keep sitting here and thinking I can do this on my own, then I end up just just becoming a one-trick pony. Because also, we were taught to be designers at school, which means we did not get taught the business aspect of things. So we're learning these things as we go. So which means eventually you're going to have to have an expert in certain things. You know, so how business works, you might need an extract in that. So what if the business person then says, I'm going to put in this amount of money and I need this amount of equity? Now, obviously, you have to be smart about how you give away equity within your product or your company. So it's, it's 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 a process in which I'm still learning and trying to understand. But also, I'm taking it very slowly. So I'm not making irrational decisions just because this is the amount of money that was put on the table, or this is, this is, this is,
1: you know. Brilliant, yeah. So I suppose, um, in closing, I'd really like to ask you, if you, Masoud um, Wabe, if you look at the journey that you've taken from when you left university as a textile design uh, student, or were there, to where you are now, there must have been some critical, critical lessons, basic lessons that you learned. One of them, as you say, is around uh, the issue of IP. What else Mm -hmm. have you learned that you would say, this is the way you think about this differently?
0: I'm going to try to be politically correct. You (laughs) don't have to be politically
1: correct. You can do whatever you want to say.
0: Okay, so number one, I think what people need to understand is that the only person who really cares about you is you. Hmm. So everyone else cares about you because there's something they're benefiting from. So you need to create that value in order for people to care about you. Even, like, it's so sad that even, like, most of the people that you assume would care about, you don't care, but this is not even in a bad way. But this is just, it goes to show that you are the only person you should be impressing. you know? Hmm. So how you decide to move and how you decide to go about things should be in your own way of doing things. Also, if you look at the whole mentor thing, mentorship thing, as much as you will be mentored, you also need to understand that the person who's mentoring you so usually people say take something with a pinch of salt, right? A grain of salt, I think. So the person who's gonna be mentoring you, you always need to be very careful of the fact that they are not you are not doing what they were doing at the same time. So times are different. Yeah. So you need to be able to move with the times because that marketing strategy that worked two, four, five, ten years ago, twenty years ago might not work now, but there's different pieces of it that will work now. So which basically also means As a person, you need to be teachable because you are not better than everybody, you know? There's Mm -hmm. always someone better than you at something, but there's always something that makes you stand out. So walking into spaces with respect is also something that's very important. But the last thing I would say is always live the life that you can afford, not the life that people think you can afford.
1: Ha. Ha. I love that. So the first one would be you are the person who has to consider yourself and impress yourself. Don't try and impress anybody else and that of course takes you exactly. back to the very last point which is around the live the life you can afford and not the one that everyone else expects you or imagines that you can and then in the middle of all of that to make it a proper sandwich is respect, respect, respect. Is that right? And That's it. Jeez. I feel like I've had a lesson in how to... Uh, really be a smart entrepreneur and I'm not joking when I say that I mean they're such simple things but they once you start to look at how they fit into the ecosystem of being a business person an entrepreneur and a creative um, they all start to join together in in really profound ways thank you very much